Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. God bless each and every one of you today. Welcome. Happy Father's Day to all your spiritual and natural fathers out there. And um, I, as a father, I look to my Heavenly Father today and say thank you for this beautiful day of life. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. For all of you that are, are watching online and we're going to be fellowshipping online, do me a favor. Could you get on the chat room right now? I'd like to see um, that you're there. I want to say good morning to you. I'd like for you to say good morning to me. Send me a hallelujah. Send me a glory to God. Send me something. Let me know that you're there. I know a lot of you are going to be visiting fathers today, and it's appreciated, of course. But uh, there's the, that priority time that we take to worship the Heavenly Father. And it's not just, uh, not just once a year. We do that every day. Every single day we give glory in God to our Heavenly Father. Good morning, Cynthia. God bless you. Please say hello to Dad. Renee, God bless you also. Amen. It's good to see everybody. Praise God. So let's start a moment in prayer so that we could welcome the presence of our Heavenly Father and bless Him as we gather together to worship corporately. Heavenly Father, we thank you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, today we thank you. We praise you. We are a grateful people. We are a grateful family. So this moment we thank you for your kindness, your love, your goodness. Thank you for being such a wonderful Heavenly Father to us. Thank you for meeting all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So this moment as we worship you, we thank you that you hear our prayers, you hear our worship. We ask that, we, that you would receive our worship, Lord, for we're worshiping you from our hearts, Lord, in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning. Hello, family. Good morning, Becky. God bless you. Amalia. Pastor Gwen, good morning, good morning. And uh, Joanna, Natalie, Richie, God bless. Praise God. It's good to see everybody. They're chiming in. David, God bless you. David and Dodi, hallelujah. So let's get ready to worship the Lord. Are you ready? I am. Let's get to it.
we worship you, Heavenly Father, in this place today. Hallelujah! Glory to God! And I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say a word. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and shout with a voice of triumph unto God. We adore you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I see many searching for Far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say a word. word. It's who you are, it's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father.
blessed be the name of the Lord. Isn't he a good father? Oh, it's a love so undeniable I I can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I I can hardly think that you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still into love 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 you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am, I am. you're a good good father it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. Hallelujah! Isn't he perfect in all his ways? You are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways. in all of your ways perfect in all of your ways to us you give life you are love you bring life to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord great are you Lord love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you Lord great So we pour out our 
Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. What a privilege. What an honor. What a blessing to give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we get a shout of praise on our screens? If you're watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and on our website, can you give a shout of praise and let us know that you are on fire for God right now? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Go! 
Celebrate the King of Glory in, the, in your homes, right in your living room. Celebrate the King of Glory in your car. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, celebrate the King of Glory. Hallelujah. He has resurrection power. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Excited to be in the house of the Lord, to be worshiping and hearing the sounds live. I know you're there in your homes, or maybe you're on vacation, maybe you're in the car. Uh, but I tell you, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be in the presence of God, uh, worshiping our Heavenly Father. I like what a survivor said. She says, good morning, CCF family, my family too. What a beautiful day. Happy Father's Day. Also to the mothers who are both mothers and fathers. You're included in this great day. Sending you much love always. Praise God. That's a good point. There are moms that are both moms and dads. So thank you, survivor, for that. Uh, God bless you. Migdalia, he is alive. Praise God. Francis, she says, hallelujah. Praise God. God's beauty and the creator of all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Cynthia Nieves, God bless you, Cynthia Nieves. Miss you over here, but you got to be here one of these weeks, all right? Praise God. Hopefully, Friday. this Friday? She was here Friday. She was here Friday? Oh, that's right. Yeah, praise God. Amen. I mean, Sunday. You got to be here Sunday. Ah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. Say amen. Uh, Sister Carmen and Pierre. Thank you for resurrection power. Angel Gonzalez, he says, hallelujah. Edwin Baez, praise the Lord in the highest. Migdalia, bless you, Lord. Amen. Vera says, God bless CCF family. Blessings to Pastor Victor and all CCF fathers on this beautiful day. We yes. honor all the dads, stepdads, granddads, great-granddads, spiritual dads. Vera, it's not enough. We need some more. We need some more. Praise God. No, you're absolutely right. I fully agree. Isabel Bello gives us a clap. Praise God. She claps unto the Lord. Glory to God. Edwin says, I would, I would like to have a, a ride on Amtrak going somewhere. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Edwin, we're worshiping God. You know, and at this point in time, whether you're in the Amtrak, whether you're at home, this is the time for the Lord. Afterwards, you could go on vacation. Praise God. I have something to share briefly. 
Let me just get on my computer. I have some verses here. In Luke 21, verse 1 on, something very interesting. It says that he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Interesting. Jesus was in church and he was looking at people giving their offerings. That's an interesting one. He's in church looking at people give their offerings. And he also recognized those who had a lot and those who didn't have a lot. Because he actually saw that the rich were there. So why did he know they were rich? Because he, he's God. He knows. So he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites. And he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of the abundance have put in offerings for God. Let me stop there just a second. Jesus, they were rich giving to you. How could a poor widow be giving more than the rich? He said they were giving and, and they, were, they were giving much. They were putting gifts. Uh, another version says they were putting out of the abundance of their, their wealth. But yet the poor widow put in two mites, which is the equivalent of maybe one-eighth of a penny. But I stopped that verse on purpose so you could actually see the point I'm making. He says, truly, and when Jesus says truly, he means it. This widow has put in more than all. For all these out of the abundance have put their offerings for God. But she, out of her poverty, put all the livelihood that she had. Interesting. Could it be that it's not the amount, it's actually how you give it with your heart? God is not impressed so much by the figure you give. God is impressed with how you give it from your heart. So that moves me, it blesses me, because that means that I might not be the one giving the most. But yet, God might appreciate my offering more than that person that has a lot or that gave a lot, because maybe they gave it to impress, maybe they gave it because they can, but it wasn't a sacrifice to them. But for this widow, she loved God, she loved God's work, and she was giving to the work of the Lord. Then he said this in verse 5, Then as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations, he said, these things, will, these things which you see, the days will come which not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Interesting. So that means it didn't impress him that there were precious stones all around uh, the church, that they were giving big donations. That was not the issue. The issue was how a person was given with their heart. And that's the key. We have to love God with all, amen, Celeste. It's all about the condition of our hearts. Howard said, good morning, CCF family. Happy Father's Day to all. Felicidades para todos los padres. Wow, bilingual. All right. Thank you, Howard. Praise God. Amen. That's right. Felicidades para usted también. And so we say that also to you. So the, the key is then giving from our hearts, making sure that he is a priority. That's why we give for the work of the Lord. We give because God is he's the provider. He's the one that gives us everything that we have in our hands. So when we give, we're saying to God, here's a portion of that which you bless me with in this earth realm. I'm faithful to you. And that's important because in Luke 16, 10, it says, he was faithful in what is least. If you have a little and you're faithful in that, you'll also be faithful in much. And he who is unjust in what is least will also be unjust in much. 
Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, which is money, the daily money we use, who will commit to you or your trust the true riches? Interesting. So it's not, um, true riches is not the cash that we have. It's not this. That's not true riches. This is just currency for this earth realm. But if we have to be faithful in this, he said, if you're not faithful in this, who then can promote you to be able to handle the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? See, so we qualify ourselves to have our own when we're faithful in the little, when we're faithful in unrighteous mammon, regular cash, when we're faithful in that which belongs to others. And so the true riches then is not the cash you have, is not the 401k, the true riches is found in Colossians 1.26. It says, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches, there you go, that's the true riches, of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The true riches is the anointing, the grace, the favor, salvation, our relationship with God. Those are the true riches. Hallelujah. So as we give to the Lord today, always remember that. You give with your heart. doesn't make a difference what you're giving, because the tenth is always the tenth. So it's the great equalizer. A millionaire cannot give more than you. On the contrary, if you give with all your heart and the millionaire doesn't, God appreciates your offering over the offering of the millionaire. And he blesses you for it. And he never, ever, ever receives anything without something being released from his hand. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, shaken down, pressed together, shall men good un give unto your bosom. God bless you. Gail, thank you for that happy Father's Day. I take a piece of that one also. You said happy Father's Day to all, but I'm in there, so I take it too. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen, Brother Renee. Good word. It is a good word. It's God's word. It's the perfect word, and it's our perfect instruction. So today as we get ready to give, we're going to put that break uh, in a minute and we're going to worship God. Uh, take a break and go over to the website, calvaryny.org, uh, forward slash, uh, what's that, forward slash give? Yeah, calvaryny.org, forward slash give. Praise God. Amen. So let's get ready to give. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this moment thanking you for your divine provision, thanking you for the privilege that you give us uh, that we also can be givers like you, my Heavenly Father, because you are the great giver. And Lord, I thank you for meeting all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So I pray that you receive the tithe and the offering through our high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen and amen. Let's now continue worshiping him, and let's also worship him, worship him with the tithe and the offering. I will follow, I will follow 
I will listen. I will love you. I will love you all of my days. All of my days. And I will sing to and worship.
Praise God. It's so wonderful to be able to experience another year. I'm frankly blown away that it's already June. Uh, you know, it, this, this year happened quick in the midst of all the insanity that we're seeing in the world today. But today's a very special day. And, um, you know, after spending some time in worship and praise to our Heavenly Father, uh, what a perfect time to discuss that a couple of minutes. So I wanted to share that with the congregation and with Julio and Johanna, who are with me now. So Julio and Johanna, um, it's Father's Day, and it's precious. The scriptures uh, says that Matthew 6, 9, Jesus himself said this. He said, in this manner, therefore, pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So it's interesting because God is asking us to call him Father. What that actually means is we're his sons and daughters. So we are family. And so I wanted to get your feedback on it because there's so many different variables when we're dealing with families. Because we have families that have both father and mother. We have families where dad has already passed on to be with the Lord. Uh, we have families that, that have broken up because of circumstances. So there's been a separation there. So the, the family isn't um, at this point uh, in the same home. So the children access their father uh, sometimes, maybe once a week, uh, maybe once every couple of weeks. Maybe sometimes the father isn't there at all. But I love the, the, the scriptures that says in Psalm 68, 6, God sets the solitary in families. And I remember that happening to me when I was 15 years old. Um, you know, my dad had left home because um, there's some situations between him and mom. It wasn't our fault. Uh, you know, it wasn't our business. But the fact that we lived in that home, it affected us. So when I came to the church, uh, I was able to um, receive or have bequeathed by Almighty God spiritual fathers who took me by the ear, and sometimes literally by the ear, and, and they mentored me and they fathered me and they helped me to screw my head on right. So I appreciate Father's Day, not just because of the biological father, but all the fathers that have been around in my life and the fact that and that deep place in my heart that had left a hole when dad left home that heavenly father took that place so what are some of your thoughts about that well i know for me um for growing up father's day was uh difficult for me um because i always felt like oh it's not relevant to me my dad's not home um but as i got older almost like what you said you know, being in church and knowing the Lord, he sets you in a family. And it was when I started shifting my focus into looking at only my father's day as only for my biological father versus look at all the father figures that the Lord has provided for you to help you grow up to be the man I've called you to be. That's what I, I, that's what I guess started the healing process. And I started appreciating all the father figures around me in church. Um, you pastor as well, you know, who've kind of um, helped guide me um, and as I started to grow. And in that shift, uh, and I guess it also comes with maturity as well. You know, it doesn't become a holiday where it's like, oh, well, you know, my dad's still at home, so who cares? It's more of who can I help celebrate? Um, you know, you, elders, ministers, other people around where I'm like, I'm happy because I'm celebrating them, though they're not my biological father. They are the father figures in my life. And of course, my biological father, even though he's a pain in the neck, <laughs> you know, I do call him up and say, hey, you know, that even though we're not like close, close, 
you know, I still put that place and I recognize that, you know, God has given, um, you know, him, you know, uh, uh, provided him to be my dad. And I still call him up and say, you know, happy father's day, quick call. Um, but you know, I kind of, that's how I guess my shift, my view on this holiday has, has been and still is. That's good. And, and that's really, um, revelational because we, we need to understand there are many fathers around us, both natural and spiritual and mentors. Like for me, when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, growing up in the church in those key years when I needed mentorship, my dad, he was involved with his own issues, but I literally had that filled in, in my life, uh, emotionally, uh, in terms of uh, becoming a man. I was able to ask very hard questions of these men who were willing to stand in the gap. So yeah, I, I do agree that we need to celebrate all the fathers around us. If we do have a living father, the Bible does say to honor your father and mother so that your life will be long on earth. It's, that's actually a, a promise uh, with a long life per se. So, um, but sometimes there are, there are issues which separate you uh, in the natural uh, from being very close to uh, your father, but still on and all, there are many fathers around us. So what do you think about that, Johanna? Yeah, so same. I think I can take it back off my brother. I think for me, probably uh, the healing took a little longer and this thing stood a little longer. However, I learned that not only God is my father and, you know, God through the years had showed me that, you know, my dad, the things he did wasn't purposefully to hurt me and that he placed people like you and Elder Ross and the ministers in my life growing up. As much as I tried to run away from the topic of dad, God really sent you guys to really pull my ear, like you said, and be like, no, listen, like he sent me here to guide you in the right direction so that you can heal. And also now as an adult, I can actually celebrate him or consider buying my biology biological dad a gift and celebrate him as well or as in the past i couldn't do that so it came with a lot of healing but god is so awesome in the sense that he knows what we need when we need it so i'm 30 going on 34 now so he provided so many different people in my life to celebrate so that sting is no longer there that i'm able to celebrate my biological dad but all the dads in my life yeah that's awesome and and to consider that he told us call me heavenly father See, the Heavenly Father, he's the perfect father. Every other father in this earth realm is flawed. Anybody that will ever be a father is flawed. And even our spiritual fathers are flawed. But the element of fatherhood, when God created us, he said, let us make man in our image and likeness. So part of that image and likeness includes both father and mother. So the fact that out of that fatherhood from Almighty God, we, us men, we get to... Uh, if we submit to his purposes and, and if we work with his, in the context of his will, the fatherhood aspect comes out in the context of the church family and even in community. We could be a father to community. We could be a father in industry. The truth of the matter is uh, father is a very powerful word. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a person that's a source, the source. The father is the source. That's where the seed comes from. So I celebrate all the fathers today. Where that seed, there's there's seed of ideas, seed of concepts, seed of love, um, a seed of, of grace. Um, I remember at age as 18, somebody looked at me in the face and said, I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission. You could do more than what you're doing now. And it was one man that gave me that word that just impacted me so much that it changed the course of my business life. 
So I, I also appreciate all those uh, uh, spiritual mentors and fathers that have been so um, pivotal in, in my life. It really helped me. And even to this day, there are still some that I look up to. Some of them are even younger than me, but yet they impact me as a mentor because God has given them some unique wisdom and understanding. Praise God. Any final thoughts? No, I just want to say that thank you to all the dads um, at Calvary uh, in the children's ministry. You guys are really an example to them, those who have their fathers in their life and those who don't. So thank you so much. Even those who don't have biological children themselves, thank you for being there. Thank you for being awesome examples of what a godly man is um, because our children need that. And I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Awesome. And awesome. just to piggyback on that, for those who perhaps are thinking, oh, I don't only really have a father figure in church, or whether you're like five or like 19, even 25, 30, um, if you find that you're not, you don't seem to, I guess, have that or realize now that, you know, I really don't have, you know, that, that father figure in my life. And I think I want that. I would definitely say reach out to someone trusted in the church, you know, that you can kind of rely on, um, that can tug your ear and you know set you straight um i know growing up my mom definitely encouraged me to do that um from a very young age actually she always told me she's like all right i want you to find you know that father figure um so if you have any questions because my mom always told me you know there are certain questions i can't answer that a man can answer that can help guide you there's certain experience that i don't have that you have or may have that i cannot answer and i think that really helped me so if, if if anyone's out there i would say definitely kind of change your perspective pray on it and ask the lord to help guide you and find that father figure and then celebrate father's day <laughs> amen amen well god bless you both let's get back into the service this is a great service so let's just move in right along to everybody happy father's day Good morning ccf family i want to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, the stepfathers, godfathers, soon-to-be fathers, and to you mostly, Pastor. Enjoy this day. We only get it once a day, and, and women don't appreciate it. <laughs> they don't even know why we get a Father's Day, because they do all the hard work. Love you guys, and soon me and my family will get to see you guys once this pandemic is over. Later. Happy Father's Day to Pastor Victor and all the fathers at CCF. A special Happy Father's Day to my husband, Eli. Thank you for all you do. May you all have a blessed day. God bless you, warriors of faith. And uh, Happy Father's Day. Uh, this uh, Father's Day weekend, all the fathers, all the father figures, and uh, all the big brothers who have been there for many. May God bless you and keep you and protect you. May the blood of Jesus be upon you as you go out to work, serve the community in the name of Jesus. Pastor Dick, happy Father's Day to you. God bless you. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers at Calvary. Happy Father's Day to all the daddies. Yes, all the daddies, the new daddies, the poppies, the grandpas, the grandpoppies. God bless you. God bless you guys. And have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Comes Father's Day. Blessings. Hello, Calvary. Today is Father's Day, and I wanted to send some warm wishes to all our Calvary fathers. 
um, may God bless you have a wonderful day today but special wishes to our amazing pastor Victor Nasavio and my awesome and amazing husband Rene Arce happy Father's Day and God bless everyone bye-bye hello all and God bless you I just would like to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day globally I thank God my Heavenly Father for allowing me to have a spiritual father, Apostle Victor Nazario, happy Father's Day to you, and may God continue to bless every area of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. I also would like to give uh, happy Father's Day blessings to some mentors in my life, Pastor Mingo, Minister Charles, and Elder Ross. Happy Father's Day. God bless you, and I love you all. Thank you for all that you do.
family. God bless you all this morning. I'd like to say to all the fathers out there and all the fathers in here, I wish you a happy Father's Day. May you enjoy this day that the Lord has made for us, and let us be glad in it. I have the honor today of being in the church with the pastor and a few others. Thank God for that. My role today is to honor the pastor from the men of Calvary. Pastor, we honor you today because you're our spiritual father and the shepherd of this house. And pastor, no one could disagree that you set the example, the fatherly example of the way we should go above the realm. You don't just, pastor, do the talking. <laughs> you do the walking. You walk the walk that you talk. We highly respect you for it. Pastor, I'm going to read your quote of, that you yourself put in one of your devotionals. And it's Corinthians 1, 13, 13. And it says, three things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And out of these three things, love being the greatest. And Pastor, even though you show all three, I think the last one, love, is what you show the most. And we appreciate you for that love that you show us. And when it comes to support, Pastor, where or whenever we need it, you're always available. If we have a family issue, if we have a financial issue, if we have a relationship issue, if we have a spiritual issue, we can sit with you and discuss it. And when we walk away from you, Pastor, we have a new perspective on it. And we thank you for that. Pastor, I believe that your best days are ahead of you. And I say that, Pastor, because I've been coming to this church since 2013. And ever since I've been here, I noticed my growth in the word based on how you preach it and teach it grows stronger stronger, clearer, and clearer every year. No one would say, well, some would say, rather, that pastor, that pastor is hands-on. We would say, no, pastor's anointed to do what God has called him to do. He's not hands-on. He's been anointed to do what he's doing. Your love, your understanding, your wisdom, your knowledge, your focus, your vision is all above the rim, as they say, above the rim. During these last three months, Pastor, during these pandemic, chaotic times, you never missed a beat feeding us, your flock, biblical principles that helped us navigate our way through those times that brought us where we are today. They pushed fear at us. But you encourage fear. You encourage, you encourage faith. They push fear, but you encourage faith. The church was closed, at least the building, but you established that we are the church, not the building. So in our spirit, the church is with us, so therefore you establish wherever we go, there also goes the church. And for all these reasons and many, many more, we, the warriors of faith, the men's ministry, led by Minister Julio and the team, would like to present to you a token of appreciation because you deserve more 
but we have a token today, and we hope as we go on, this token can grow bigger. Our love for you will always be there, Pastor. There's no way to get around that. Pastor, we pray that God will forever bless you, smile over you, keep you from any harm. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Happy birthday, happy Father's Day, Pastor. Pardon me. Happy Father's Day, Pastor. Birthday's coming. October, I believe. We're not there yet. <laughs> happy Father's Day, Pastor. We love you, and we can never thank you enough for all that you do. We present a, a, a little gift to you. Thank you, Pastor. You can come up. receive it from the men's ministry. Praise God. Thank you. You hear me? Also, there is something there from the church itself, from Calvin Christian Fellowship as well. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. So much. I appreciate it from all the, the fathers and mothers and, and my Calvary family. And thank you for your kind words. You're welcome. Praise God. Yes, thank sir. you. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Appreciate that more than words can say. Very kind. Now, now that you're gone, now I'll take this off. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, just that's very, very moving, very touching. I got to tell you, I'm very moved right now. I don't know if it was the right thing to do it just before the message. Now I'm now moved. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you, each and every one of you. Sorry. Thank you, Julio. Julio sees all from that vantage point over there, so thank you so much. I didn't know I'd fallen off. Today's special, I've been teaching a series called The Seven Strategies to Thrive During Uncertain Times. But because it's Father's Day, I'm, I'm going to touch on Father's Day. It's, it's, it's really precious. But before that, I just want to read a couple of thoughts there. It says, uh, Celeste said, very well said, Brother James, such kind words. You know, Celeste, I agree with you. They were. They were. I'm moved right now, and I, I appreciate that. Did you pay a writer to do that, or did you do that on your own? Because if you did that on your own, I want to pay you to be my writer. <laughs> I, want, I want you to write a ghost book for me or something. <laughs> that was good. That was really profound. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me see who else. Cynthia Nieves. Oh, the announcement intermission music is off the chain. You know, Cynthia, I agree. I don't know where Julio gets them, but you know, I, just, I was down there just re reminding some 1970s music. That thing had me going. But you're absolutely right. Julio puts the best intermission music. Praise God. And Carmen even said that the musical choices, Julio. I love the musical choices. Julio! <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Uh, Pastor, um, Sister Magdalia says this, Minister Magdalia, Pastor is, is the walk that he talks. Thank you, your support and love. Happy Father's Day. Praise God. You know, it, it's, it's interesting when you said that because basically I'm just living the faith that God gave me. And I'm walking with my family. That's how I see it. So while we were going through these three plus months where we couldn't even come to this place, in my head, I never stopped seeing my family. And so, for me, it was, 
what do we do? We have to make this continue to happen because we are the church family. And so there's no options. And I learned in my life that when you live a life that there are no options, it will get done. No matter what, it's, it's got to get done. If it can get done one way, it'll get done the other way. Because we're people of purpose. We are on assignment. And I love what the scripture says. It has always said it. We're the church. The Western church has gotten so used to buildings that everything is building-centric. But God sort of like took that away from us for a season, or maybe from now on. But I love the fact that we continued to be the church. I also love the fact that God told us to get ready for this. Isn't that amazing? God actually told us, get ready for this. And it just happened that I've been in training all this time to understand these processes. So as I see the way other churches are doing, I says, oh, they're using this method. Oh, they're using that method. And when I don't understand something, I, I ask uh, the grand exalted Puma of social media, which is Julio. And so, uh, you know, thank him here because he's always there. He, he knows everything. I said, listen, I found out about, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just basic 101. I go, all right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but he knows and I, I appreciate it. So let's get to the message this moment. I'm going to teach today on the theme or the title, I will be a father to you. I will be a father to you. That's what God says to us. I will be a father to you. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. So, Father, thank you for being a father to us. Thank you for your love. You're the one that created family. You're the one that made us to be able to function as family. You gave us the DNA of family. I thank you, Lord God, for our fathers, our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, our uncles, our aunts, Lord God. I thank you for that. But Lord, above all, I thank you that you have adopted us into your family. And you created us with that ability, Lord God, to understand family and move within the context of a family. And then you made the church a family. So Lord, thank you for family. Hallelujah. I pray that you speak mightily through today's word. Uh, Lord, whatever I would lack, fill it in with your presence. I pray that you think through my mind, speak through my lips. And I'll give you the glory and the honor in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So the scriptures teach us clearly the power and the importance of a father. Today, as we celebrate Father's Day, many only need a, uh, or rather see a needed cultural responsibility. Maybe it's an obligation to me. And I got to call my dad. That's what some people see today. Sometimes they're sad because their father isn't present anymore. Maybe their father is already in heaven due to unfortunate circumstances. Um, maybe uh, there's a father that's not around anymore due to personal circumstances. And businesses today look at Father's Day as an opportunity for financial increase. Both Mother's Day and Father's Day. You know, businesses are brimming, you know, we'll give you a break, you know, we'll give you a complete package for $49.99. But that's, that's the way the world sees it. But the scriptures is full of verses and examples that clearly manifest the importance of a father, both in the natural and the spiritual realms. There was an article years ago that spoke about fathers. The article said that more than virtually any other factor, a biological father's presence in the family will determine the child's success and happiness. 
So today, many scientists and behavioral experts, they concur and agree that the crisis in families is the major uh, factor that feeds societal ills. Even today, we see that in the streets. Many of these young men and women, they don't have active fathers mentoring them. In the old days, my father mentored me, if he caught me doing something like that, by beating the daylights out of me. And you know, I survived. <laughs> Many times I was afraid to do things because of what my father would do. Thank God for, you know, that father figure, right? When I got, when I got saved at age 15, the fathers in that church, if they saw you get out of line, it didn't make a difference whether they were your natural father or a deacon or an usher or a spiritual dad. They would grab you by the ear and take you to the office and say, you don't do that in the house of the Lord. And we respected it. We respected the fathers. And the families also would respect the ushers and the deacons and the spiritual dads and moms for doing that. So the prophet Malachi actually reveals that Jesus on the cross would restore, would restore on the earth this thing about fathers. The implication is that the world's fundamental problem is a fatherless problem. A fatherless problem. The National Fatherhood Initiative collected this following data. It says children in father-absent homes are five times more likely to be poor. Infant mortality rates are 1.8 times higher for infants of unmarried mothers than for married mothers. Youths in father-absent households still had significantly higher odds if incarceration, or rather of incarceration than those in mother-father families. Wow. Youths are more at risk of first substance use without a highly involved father. Being raised by a single mother raises risk of teen pregnancy. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. Compared to living with both parents, living in a single parent home doubles the risk that a child will suffer physical, emotional, or educational neglect. Dr. Miles Monroe said this one time, the negative statistics of fatherlessness can be reversed by the power of fathers restored to their place in the family and their true calling as men. And the prophet Malachi warned about the need for fathers to be present. So uh, without the nature of a father, that father characteristic of God, the land will be cursed. Malachi 4, verse 5 and 6 says this, See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Or, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Wow. See the power of and importance of fathers? We can clearly see that the sin of this culture has provoked children to wrath. And as a result, they have rebelled against the divine order, which has brought curses to them also, unfortunately. Because many fathers have simply abdicated their responsibilities. We see a generation of fathers with no commitment to their seed, no commitment to their culture, no commitment to their community, releasing no natural or spiritual inheritance. Many fathers have done nothing to cultivate their children, to get to know who God made them to be. God trusted Abraham to teach his children about his ways and his will. So we need to know God is Father. That's why we say Happy Father today. As Christians, we say Father 
with the understanding that we're celebrating natural and spiritual fathers around us, mentors, but we're also honoring our Father God. God is our Father. He's the Abba. He's the Father. He's, he's the source. God is our source. God is our nourisher. God is our sustainer. Our Heavenly Father is our supporter. He supports us. He's our founder. He's our protector. He's our upholder. He's the source that upholds everything that comes from Him. And we come from Him. Father not only starts and provides for current and future generations, but He also gives that generation an identity. And our Heavenly Father gave us a name that we can be proud of. He gives us that identity. We now belong to the family of God. In Luke 1, 35, it says that Jesus was not identified. There's a little... Um, yeah, thanks. Um, Jesus is not identified as the son of Mary, but as the son of God, since God is Father. God is the perfect Father. There's no imperfection in Him. See, He's not like us. We're, we're flawed. Because of His love, He circumcises us. I, I love that because when He circumcises us, He clears our seed for a pure future. Because circumcision is a natural act of cutting away something that is natural to a man but could be harmful to his future. And so what ends up happening is he circumcises us and prunes us because he loves us. The, the act of pruning is cut away, cutting away things, dead limbs, things that are useless in a tree or in a bush so that all the life sap could go to the living parts of it. So he prunes us and circumcises us for blessings. And he gives us the inheritance and legacy that a good father desires for his children. And then he preps us to be able to release a pure future for our children and our grandchildren. So just as, the, as God the Father, good fathers then will circumcise their sons, not castrate them. There's a difference between circumcising and castrating. If you circumcise your son, you'll be able to pass on good seed. But if you castrate him, you hinder him from reproducing after their own kind. So it's a tough word, but that's what fathers do. What we do is we prepare our sons and daughters, for that matter, for their future. It's a tough job, but we have to take responsibility. And we take responsibility not just for our home, but we take responsibility for our community also. We're not absent. We are present. We are there. We are on assignment. The fruit of a good father will be seen not just in the sons, but in the grandchildren. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So as we are walking this earth realm now, we have to be roving, looking around at who we are mentoring. Paul uh, became a father figure to Timothy and Titus and to, me, uh, to many other uh, young leaders coming up. And because of that, these young leaders were able also be, to become great leaders, pastors and apostles in their day. So a good man leaves an inheritance, not just in this generation, but to his children's children. So when you see your son teaching his children the ways of the Lord, then you have truly done your job. That's where discipleship comes in. Discipleship is not just teach a couple of verses. Discipleship is active when you actually see your spiritual sons and daughters also teaching others. The works of your natural children as well as your spiritual children. This is very powerful. So the joy of a father is to see his children excel. A father who is jealous of his children's prosperity is not a good father. 
Sons should be able to stand upon the shoulders of their father. And when they see from their father's perspective, it will change their life. So you man of God, who's standing on your shoulders? Which, which one, are, uh, who are you mentoring? We should all be mentoring somebody. We should all be leading and helping someone. It's not just limited to men, but also for you moms, we should all be mentoring someone. But sons should be able to stand upon the shoulders of their father. When they see from their father's perspective, it will change their life. A father is also supposed to cover his sons and daughters. There's a difference between a lid and a covering. A lid will limit your growth, but a covering creates an atmosphere of growth and allows you to flourish to be all that God calls you to be without really having to feel insecure or afraid. Do your sons, your spiritual or natural sons, feel safe next to you? Or are they intimidated? Are you releasing them to be all they're called to be? Or are called to be? Or are you hindering them from being all that they're called to be? The scriptures share that fathers have to turn to their sons and the sons to their fathers. So note the importance of relationship and covering. He said that if that doesn't happen, he will strike the earth with a curse. When Adam was alone, look at the, the power of relationship. When Adam was alone, the enemy didn't attack. It was when Adam was with Eve that he was attacked, when he entered into relationship. He knows the power of unity, relationship, and covering. It is in relationship, and only in relationship, that a child can be produced. It is in relationship that God's power is augmented and grows exponentially. One chases a thousand, but two could put 10,000 to flight. Two are better than one, as an example. And Jesus clearly walked in a father-son relationship during his earthly ministry. In John chapter 5, verse 99, it says this. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. For just as the father raises the dead and gives to them life, even so, the Son gives life to whom he pleases to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. In Hebrews 5, 5, it says this, So too Christ, the Messiah, did not exalt himself to be made high priest, but was appointed and exalted by him who said to him, You are my Son. Today, I have begotten you. So you were made in his image. And so part of the image is that of father. Therefore, on the earth, there is a need for natural and spiritual fathers. God made Abraham, for example, a father of many nations. Genesis chapter 17. As for me, this is my covenant with you, God said. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations, and I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between you and your generations and descendants after you for the generations to come. You and to be your God and the God of the descendants after you. So I love the way God instills, a God instills in us that perspective to be able to see young men and women around us that we could mentor, communities that we could mentor. We could change the nation. Even now, this nation needs solid, strong father figures that would speak wisdom to a young generation that right now doesn't know what reality is. 
as a father, Abraham became very fruitful. So God is calling us to be fruitful in this day. That's part of our DNA. There, is, there cannot be any, any fruit without a father because the father is the seed carrier. So when God uh, created you, he also placed in you the seed of ministry, the seed of ability, the seed of giftings. And Abraham became very fruitful naturally and he also passed on a legacy of faith, of living faith. Part of God's covenant also is to ensure that the Father is always with us. Jesus promised that. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. The Father's always with us. Wherever you go, if you're in the train, Father's with you. At work, Father's with you. At home, Father's with you. When you're down and out, he's with you there. He's with you. God covenanted with us to be our Father. Also, the presence of a father provides a blessing to future generations. So the fact that the father's with you, that guarantees a blessing as you release the words of the father, as you release the love of the father through you, it'll bless future generations. Father also represents family, and that means we're joint heirs together of the grace of life. So we have grace because we're part of a family. We have a name that is connected with that family. We have a um, legal right to what the father owns because we are family. We have inheritance. And I love that because I can tap into the resources of my father because he adopted me into his family. So these resources, healing, provision, wisdom, peace, joy, grace, favor, that belongs to us because of our heavenly father. Elijah also is another example. He released his mantle to Elisha. He could have released it to anybody else, but he released it specifically to Elisha. But remember, Elisha called him my father. 2 Kings 2, 11 on. It said, Elisha went up to heaven in a whirlwind, and Elisha cried this and cry, cried out, My father, my father. And he released the mantle to Elisha, and Elisha walked in a double portion anointing of his father. Wow. Paul, another example, he imparted, imparted spiritual DNA to both Timothy and Titus. And Timothy, I'm sorry, in Titus 1.4, it says, To Titus, my own son after the common faith. I called him son. I called him son. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, Hallelujah. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice he would speak to his spiritual son, then send them grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father. See, we have that ability to transfer from the heavenlies to our spiritual and natural sons that grace, that mercy, and peace from God. We understand that he's the father of fathers, but as an extension of his fatherhood, we extend grace, mercy, and peace to others. He said, I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers day and night. So as a father, we pray over our natural and spiritual children. We pray over our family. We pray over our community. That's our assignment. I don't know why, but many in this generation think that it's a woman's job to pray. I say that because in many of the prayer circles it's mostly women, very few men. But yet God calls men to pray men to stand in the gap, men to lift up their hands and stand in the gap for their families. I seek a man to stand in the gap so that I would not have to destroy the nation. 
So we've got to get back to that, to praying for our natural and spiritual sons, for our communities, for our city, for our nation. 2 Timothy 1.6 says this, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that you stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. So father laid hands on his son and released in him spiritual giftings. Of course, as, as it came from the Heavenly Father. So today, our Heavenly Father reminds us that He is with us. Psalm 68, 6 says this, God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those that are bound into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. See, God sets the solitary in families. He has set us in the family of God. Remember Jesus? They were saying, listen, your mother and your brothers are looking for you. He says, those who do the will of my father are my mother, my brothers, and my sisters. We are his family. So whether you have experienced a good or bad father, or have no father, know today that God is willing to adopt you into the family. He said, I will be to you a father. And so today I celebrate all of you fathers, all of you natural, spiritual fathers, you mentors, all of you that, that understand the dynamic that you walk in, the characteristic of that father that walks in and through you. All of you that are looking to these young sons and daughters that might have lost a natural father that might be in heaven right now. I thank you that that anointing is still active. And you need to understand, especially today, many of our young men and women are confused. They're afraid. Many don't have someone to speak into their lives. But God speaks. But many times he speaks through earthly fathers, through earthly mentors. Think about this. Remember when um, the prophet Samuel was a child? His mother had brought him to the temple to be raised in the temple. One day he's sleeping and he hears a voice. And so he goes to where? He goes to Eli, his spiritual father. He says, do you need anything? Uh, you know, you're calling me. He says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So again he hears his name and he goes back to his spiritual father. He says, did you call me? He says, no. He says, actually, next time you hear that voice, say, yes, Lord. What would you say to your servant, right? So he goes back to sleep, and God speaks to him a third time, and this time he says, yes, Lord, what would you have me say? And then God gives him a very strong prophetic word. And from that moment, that prophetic gift started activated in Samuel's life. But what, what, I, what gets to me is that when Samuel first heard, heard God, it sounded like his spiritual dad. So many times when you're speaking and you're mentoring and you're blessing and you're covering people, it's like they're hearing God through you. You're being inspired in your own humanity. The Spirit of God is in you. The Father, God is in you. And He is loving them through you. Hallelujah. So if if you don't have that relationship with your father right now, understand, God puts you in family. He's, a, he's willing to adopt you. If you are not part of the family of God, today's the perfect day to allow yourself to be adopted by God. See, in most adoptions, the kids are looking for a family and there's nobody to adopt them. But God is a father that's waiting and wanting to adopt you. We're the ones that are running away from this good and precious and heavenly father. Hallelujah. What a concept, right? He is the creator of family. He loves family, and he loves you. So the Lord Jesus is that point of adoption. The Lord Jesus is the one that we get adopted through. 
See, it's not religion. It's the person of Jesus. When God sees you through Jesus, he sees you like Jesus. This is why when we come to saving faith in Christ, when we trust Jesus as our Savior, there's a, a, a miracle that takes place and we are born again. We're born into the family of God. We are new creations. So I wanted to take this moment. And if you haven't had that opportunity to receive his invitation today, the Heavenly Father's inviting you. He's inviting you into his family. And he's saying, my son, my daughter, I've been waiting for you. Today is the day. Come home. So right, right there, right where you're at. If, if, if this message is spoken to you, and you say, I want to be part of that family. I'm already tired of walking alone. I want to be set in family. I want you to pray this prayer with me. And God will receive you as a son and as a daughter. Pray this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word that I've heard today. And I'm tired of being alone. And I want you to be my Heavenly Father. So this moment, I ask your forgiveness. I repent of all my sins. I ask that you cleanse me of any and all sin. And ask that you receive me as your son or as your daughter. Father, I receive your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. I ask that you cleanse me of all sin. And I thank you that your word says that if I come to you, you will not reject me. You will be my heavenly Father. So today I thank you for the privilege of salvation. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, I would like to know about it. I'd like you to go to chat room right now and put your email. We're gathering together information and studies to send to you. And also we're creating videos to help you in your walk with God. You might be close to the local church, so when we open up our doors, you'll be able to come. But if you're very far and you don't have a local church, we can serve as your local church for now through the internet, through video, through live stream, and also we do a live Zoom meetings and gatherings several times a week. So I would like for you to put uh, your email on the chat room, okay? So if you did that, please let us know. We're going to send you free material and, and free videos for your edification and your benefit. Amen? Freely we have received, freely we give. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I hope that blessed you like it blessed me. Um, so I'd like to let me know right now. Brunilda says, so true, Pastor. Happy Father's Day. Amen. Praise God. Let me see. Amen. Celeste says, amen. Elder Izzy, without him, where would we be? Praise God. Ricky says, thank you, Lord, for loving me as I am. That's right, Ricky. He loves us just as we are. And not only that, he created us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So the love he has for us, we have to cut, catch up to that love. The Bible says we have to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and body. But we have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So we have to learn to appreciate who God made us to be. We have to catch up to that love that God has for us. And appreciate who God made us to be. Amen. Thank you, LMR. I appreciate that very much. So let's get ready to close. And once again, thank you for your weekly disciplines. I'm so grateful to God that as a church family, we've continued to come together. We've prayed together during the week. We're gathering and we're praying. 
Uh, we're gathering every Tuesdays. Uh, we're gathering Thursdays where the young people are gathering also. Uh, Fridays we have a service live. We stream it live. Saturday, yesterday we were with the guys again. During the summer we'll be doing, we'll be conducting our men's meetings every two weeks. So um, grateful that we have these opportunities. Thank you, Eli. Love you too, man. Love you too. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you ready? Let's pray and we'll close the service so that you could minister to your dads. And dads, this way you could also minister to your children, your families. And all those of you that have spiritual children, it's time to pick up the phone, bless them, speak a word of life into their lives. Those of you that have spiritual dads and moms, call them also. Let them know how much you appreciate them because that's what family does. Amen, Pastor Gwen. We are so blessed that we have a Heavenly Father who loves us. That's right. That's right, Pastor Gwen. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for your love, your grace, your tender mercies. Thank you for saving us and for redeeming us by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for delivering us from the power of darkness and translating us to the kingdom of your dear Son. I pray that you bless the families, Lord, as they gather together. Bless every mentor, every spiritual dad, every natural dad, with your joy, your peace, your wisdom, that they might continue to leave a living legacy, my God, and leave a blessing to their natural and spiritual children and grandchildren. We'll give you the glory, Lord God. I pray that the fellowship this afternoon will be sweet with the families. And Lord, I pray that you guard us and keep us in all of our ways. Father, thank you so much for being our Heavenly Father. And we dismiss from this gathering now, giving you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. If you haven't had an opportunity to release your tithe and offering yet, I thank you for it. Please feel free to go to calvaryny.org forward slash give, okay? Um, so family, let's get together in the chat rooms and say bye to each other. I'll see you uh, in our live uh, Zoom meeting this coming Tuesday at 7.30. If you want to know more information about that, please feel free to call the church office, 718-829-5306. That's 718-829-5306. And they'll give you the code and the access, okay? God bless you all. Remember, you're blessed and you are highly favored. So go be that blessing that God has called you to be. All right, I'll see you in the chat rooms. God bless.